Blog Talk Radio. Uh-oh, here we go. 
Yeah, I actually had some earlier. So you know that that promethazine, it got codeine in it. It's what Little Wayne drinks and that purple drink. I think it's like promethazine and Sprite and something else makes purple drinks. So the first time I had that was freshman year college. Let me tell you, I was up all night worried about Michael Jackson. That's unfortunate. Well, apparently I was I was right to be worried. Well, we all were at some point, but no. By the way, do you know what I had for dinner tonight? Chicken noodle soup. No. And what was guess what was on the side? A soda with Jameson. No. <laughs> Just a soda. <laughs> it was diet. Cranberry, was it cranberry? Diet cranberry 7-Up? Hmm. All right. No, diet cherry. Diet cherry 7-Up, I think. Now, I have to ask you, because you got this ill, uh, was this because you were, like, tonguing down Justin Bieber at the concert, or what happened? You think that Bieber, you think you think I was tonguing down Justin Bieber, is that what you said? Well, you know, she's pretty. I mean, come on. Well, what? I said she's pretty. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, on uh, last Wednesday, I turned to my friend uh, during the day and I said, yo, why are we not creeping on Bieber tonight? And then he starts looking up ticket prices on StubHub immediately. Keep in mind, this is my heterosexual uh, Republican uh, male friend. And mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> so, and then anyway, we went. Uh, he got the tickets. They were they were reasonably priced. Thing was, right after we bought them, we found out that somebody in our in our midst could have gotten us uh, free tickets, which these other girls took. So that mm. sucked. But at the same time, like at least all four of us could go. So uh, we went, and it was quite the experience. We went to see Justin Bieber at Madison Square Garden. Two guys in their <laughs> Uh, well, one was in his early 20s, the other is 30, and um, we uh, we had a great time. It was uh, weird. It was definitely like were like little little kids all around us, and these girls behind us at some point said to my friend Mike, they were like, "Excuse me, do you like Justin Bieber?" And he turned and he's like, "Yeah, why would I be here if I didn't?" And then they were just like, "I don't know. I thought you might be over here for Carly because Carly Rae Justin opened." And and he, oh, okay. I go, "Carly." Ain't nobody got time for that. And they Ain't laughed. Nobody got time for that. Right. And then they were like, um, what's your favorite song? And Mike was like, Take You. And then they were like, <laughs> Oh, I love Take You. And then Justin Bieber did that song, his second song, Take You. So what had happened was was after he says he starts doing Take You, I see my, my friend Mike turn around to relate to this like twelve year old girl and then he immediately like catches himself and turns back like nah. nah <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. He, he was well, also throwing you know down what? those Budweiser. Had he ways to Lindsay Lohan, who apparently punched out somebody after the concert down there in Chelsea? You know, that could be a whole different story. I could be trying to reach you through, you know, jail bars at this point. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think that, uh, I, you know, I didn't even know Lindsay was there. Um until the next day when you told me. I knew she got arrested. I knew she punched someone in Chelsea, but I didn't know she was at the concert. Yeah. Well, you know what else Justin Bieber did? He'll be on TV tomorrow uh, for the uh, Victoria's Secret 
um, lingerie holiday model show, whatever that is. That should uh-huh. be interesting to see because I've seen some of the clips already, and um, yeah, he's pretty. Excuse me. Is he dressed he's in pretty. lingerie? I am not going to confirm or deny that. What are you talking about? They already showed the clips on the on the on the ad advertisement, no? The clips that you saw. You saw he a different clips. Backsta- yeah, he went backstage. Oh, okay, and you were backstage. No, I saw other people's personal, what'll forever get you in trouble, iPhones and BlackBerry video stuff. So who knows what the hell happened? He's eighteen. I mean, come on. Yeah, I know. Then it would have felt extra creepy if he were an eighteen the other night. Uh, you know what, Anita? <laughs> There's uh, uh, I I don't blame Bieber for my illness. What I blame is the night before I went to see Bieber. Remember we had that like torrential downpour last. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was I walked out for lunch and was just my my shoes and socks was all wet, walking around in the rain, and um, then I like I didn't realize that these shoes are not equipped to handle uh, the wetness, so I had no like change of socks or shoes, and I went wetness. to uh, <laughs> I went to get. Um, I went to go see a movie that night with three of my friends, um, and it was a movie I was on the fence about because it's animated, and I usually can't tolerate animation, but uh, we went to see Wreck-It Ralph, and I got to tell you, uh, this illness and everything after the wet shoes sopping up all that sopping wet water (laughs) from the sky, uh, it was not worth it. That movie did not make this worth it. Yeah. Well, I you know I don't I don't know what to tell you. If that's the story that you're going to go with, and that's fine that you had wet feet. But I heard differently. You heard it was just because I was tonguing up Bieber. Yeah. No. <laughs> Listen, lady, I would probably uh, broadcast that to the world if that were true. I wouldn't. <laughs> ain't nobody. I don't mind that. Except well, you know what's funny? I was, uh, I was waiting in, uh, where was I? Some office I was waiting in. I was looking at, uh, you know, the Times of the World, Us Weekly, and um, the woman that claimed that uh, she was impregnated by him through a very quick encounter is now refiling her lawsuit because apparently he did not take any of the uh, paternity tests. He just said that. So now really? the other story is really starting to come out. Yeah, I remember. I'm just remembering that. That was crazy because we really don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, five, Kobe Bryant was the five minute man. So who say Justin Bieber ain't the five minute man? But I mean, it just who knows what happened there? Because now she's starting it back up with reason, I guess, because here it is, 13 months after the fact, and she, you know, she don't look like much, but she ain't ugly. But it's starting to look like something may have happened. You know, that'll really be one of those stories, what happened was. <laughs> but if Justin Bieber's listening, please do not sue me. You're not like Tom Cruise, I swear. I'm not trying to deface you. I read it in Us Weekly, which is the Bible of some entertainment people at some time. <laughs> so let's see what you're talking about. Um, it does say here, uh, yeah, uh, uh her uh, 
lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, accused Bieber of not taking it. Claims that he never received the results from the supposed DNA test. Justin publicly claims he took to clear his name. He even did that on know. The View. He even did that on The View, which I have to say I actually watch that once in a while, uh, more than I what should. What do you do on The View? He said, I took every test. I'm not the father. You know, it was like a different version of the Jerry Springer show. I am not the father, blah, 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 whatever. But, uh, you know, I, if he is, whatever. But, you know, just work it out. Kind of like Randy Lohan, get it together. So. It's a very circular thing because if he is the father, then that makes her guilty of um, statutory rape. <laughs> Which is why they waited 13 months to file a lawsuit. See, those cold medicines oh. are working. Wow, yeah, it's because you've been watching. It's because you do what I do when when we get sick. We watch that Law and Order SVU nonstop. Too much. Oh, dude, don't get me <laughs> on a marathon with that. Isn't it weird that that is like our our comfort is watching this disturbing show? Everyone does it when they're sick. They watch this Law and Order SVU when they're sick. Everyone. And it What's, has why to be SVU, but it has to be SVU. It can't be criminal intent. And it nope. can't be the regular one. It has to be Definitely SVU. not the regular. I personally like looking at Stabler and Ice-T. So, and that's wow. fine. And okay. I also like looking at the female cop, Olivia, what she's wearing, because I think, you know, for a budget I can find, you know, clothes and dress like that. But people already think I'm a cop anyway when I'm just a medic. So that's okay. Uh-huh. But I watch the show also just for the stories, even though I've seen all of them. Well, you know... That that stabler apparently makes some some uh, some girls want to do naughty things to him. Yes, I'm one of those girls. <laughs> but also, excuse me, I'm uh, one of those women. I should say. <laughs> uh, but there there is no stabler anymore now. It's this Amaro guy. Yeah, he's cute, but no, I like Elliot Stabler. And see, I even yeah, know his first name. <laughs> I, I didn't watch SVU. What, what's Benson's <laughs> first name? Victoria Benson. Are you sure it's Victoria? No, it's not. It's uh, Liv. 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 Excuse me. Liv. Liv. What's Liv short for? Olivia. Oh, Olivia. Yeah. Oh, so I said Olivia the first time. Now I'm saying Victoria. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, some um, work-related incident that somebody put me through before telling me wrong names. You know, so what's uh, been going on? Well, I wrote this rap once because um, whenever I am asked to be best man or to make a speech at a wedding it's always uh, written in verse and this one of them uh, it was in, in Venice, Italy that I, 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 I was best man for my friend Bryce and I knew that the crowd would not get this line I knew that half of them didn't even speak English, they spoke Italian but it was like I forget what the rhyme was but the line was you were, you were always a bit Stabler, I guess I was the Benson, and I kept that line in there because I loved it so much. But I knew no one would get it, you know. But I, I love that line. No good. <laughs> That's a lot, but that's how much we love our SVU. But you're, it's not you're not the only one. I mean, besides my ringtone being a doorbell, I'm about to change to the ding ding for Law and Order because I mean that's just comforting. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That it's why is that comforting? <laughs> It should not be comforting. Why is the show comforting? 
<laughs> exactly. They're talking about it's SVU, Sexual Victims Unit. Come on. Well, you know what? That just goes to our uh, proclivity to take care of those that have been uh, taken advantage of and also watch the dramatic shows that they are being put into and their storylines because I swear to you, art is really starting to reflect our reality and reality is really starting to reflect our art. I mean, Homeland last night, I don't want to give it away to anybody, but Homeland last night, the vice president in the bad heart, and he kind of looked like Cheney. I just, I I was watching that just at the edge of the couch because I was like, you have to be kidding me. Who knows? Yeah, I won't say uh, any more because I know the West Coast is still trying to catch up to see last night's episode. <laughs> They're a day behind. Um, let me Maybe. do this. Let's play. Uh, let's play a song by Young D called uh, "What You What Do You Do to Me," and uh, we will be right back. I like back. that song. I saw that. Okay, sweet. Okay, cool. I'll be right back with Young D. Uh, it's your boy Blaze and Rye, and your girl. I will cut you. Put the record out.
put the record out.
So let's right. uh, let's see what's good. But in, in the meantime, uh, I have the area of Harlem where we're in, in central Harlem, all of her uh, videos have been filmed right in this area. So mm-hmm. when people talk about the basketball tournaments at the Rucker or there's another basketball court, there's a, uh, a uh, another playground basketball court across the street here, all of that is actually here. So I think people, sometimes when people see that, they're like, oh, that doesn't exist, that's a movie set. And you know, having worked in post-production for 19 years too long, and living now in this area, I know they actually exist, and they are real. Now, you live up there now. The other day I thought you said you were going back to Astoria. I will be back in Astoria um, next week. <coughs> so oh, really? right now I'm still I'm still smack dab in the middle of Central Harlem, which is okay because, you know, after this I can walk around the corner, get my chicken and some pork fried rice, you know, pick up a Lucy if I want it and, Get a forty. Pick up a what? Just kidding, Lucy. But never mind. We can't talk about that because that's a federal offense. <laughs> what is? What is that? The, the reaper? No, just a single cigarette if I want it. Mm. Right. So there's chicken. At least it's better. Getting... Hey, hey, Ryan. At least it's better than the cookies that I had. And again, it's my profession as a medic as well. I have to be very careful and take care of myself, but. Everybody got to let their hair down once in a while. So, What cookies did you have? Uh, one of your callers uh, told you I had special cookies because my back was messing me up. And that's all I'll say what? about that. One of my callers? Which one of my callers? What? Some dude called in and told you that I sounded like I was on special cookies. And oh, really? Who, who was it? I, one of y'all folks. Well, do you see a call yet? No, nah, I've been checking. I mean, and the funny I thing is, I, you know, after this conversation now, I can never have a real political career. But that's okay because, you know, <laughs> Al Sharpton went Al Sharpton went through through some stuff, and he still has a political career, so that's okay. And I'm in Harlem. But being out in Astoria, I will say most of the folks out there will – the way I carry myself, they'll think I'm a cop, and I'm not that. But they'll say hello to me, you know, late night when I'm getting in. They're like, "Oh, hello, officer." And I just wave, hello, and that's it. Are you, are you dressed in a cop uniform or something? No, I just have on dark clothing and a jacket. And if I see somebody walking really fast towards me, I I look like I will cut them. <laughs> what the hell is that? I was you. Uh-uh, but you did that. How could I do that? <laughs> okay, you don't see anything down. yet? All right, let me let me no, get back not... to him. Ugh. Well, you don't this, is all, this whole good. situation is making me feel some kind of way. You know what kind of way it's oh, making me feel? Go. Yes, I know. When you just don't know what you're feeling, you can't find the right word to say. Well, that's the moment you start to read.
I see them three dots. We're still waiting here at this point. Um, there was one All other right, thing that I wanted. Ten minutes. If you don't call in there ten minutes, one... then I'm calling it. Right, I know. There was one other thing that I wanted to ask you about, uh, and it's kind of we'll, – we'll switch subjects real quick. It's kind of a sensitive thing. Uh, have you been able to watch the news lately about what happened out in, in Kansas City? The Kansas City Chiefs uh, linebacker, football player. Oh, I player. did hear about that. Mm, yeah. I, uh, now the the other part yeah. of that, it's a tragic story. Something happened. He killed his girlfriend and then shot himself at the stadium or the practice stadium. Um, Bob Costas got on the air last night and rebuked a whole bunch of. Uh, gun laws saying that, you know, people don't need to be allowed guns. How do you feel about that right now? I know you haven't heard um, the full statement, but it's Bob Costas, and what I listened to last night on uh, KABC, yeah, on the radio, they really, they really did not expect him to go off like that, and mm-hmm. now, now all the, the right-wing folks are getting at his ass excuse my language, but they're getting at his ass because they were like, it's a football game. You shouldn't talk about it like that. What do you think? Because I can, if someone's coming at you, yes, have a gun. I think you should be able to arm yourself. And I'm talking as a very liberal person. How do you feel about it? You know, I've, I've never been a fan of, of guns. Um, I, I, I'm kind of of the mind that I, I guess certain, certain ones should be, uh, accepted as as legal. Uh, the the thing is, you get into a lot of weird territory here because the ones that I would think might be accepted as legal would be the ones that people might use for hunting, not that not like to protect themselves. So I I, I don't know. All I know is that this shit keeps happening. Like it's just it's hard to see the the shit. Something happens in Colorado every couple of years, you know, and it's just it's enough right. already. And I I don't know what the solution is. Um, maybe there, maybe they would find another way uh, if there wasn't this easy access. I, I don't know. I know that the you look at what the um, the, the NRA and stuff say. Obama's going to take our guns away, but he's really he hasn't. He's been pretty lax on gun control. So I don't know. Um, what, what do you think? I, the thing is, I wouldn't expect Bob Costas to go off like that either, but because he's such a Kind of, he needs to be a neutral voice, especially since he's sports. He's not even news. Um, what do you think? That's a. I see the problem that's taking place when people do that, and almost every time, obviously, it's a very. It's attributed to a mental illness of some sort. You know what I mean. But not everyone that owns a gun has any sort of mental illness. So that's what bothers me because then right after they ran the story on NBC, um, they did a story on how NFL players and then our soldiers that are over in Afghanistan and Iraq and wherever else the United States has has deployed um, are suffering brain trauma wounds. And when I say mm-hmm. that's what I mean right. by mental illness, so it's just it's right. it's constant, and that's what is starting to really disturb me. Is this guy was very young, we don't know what was going on before, and even if 
see as head coach is like if people are afraid to tell you what they're really going through, then, you know, they, there's something else that's going on. Uh, as far as gun laws are concerned, um, if I could afford it, and I don't know if it's free or not, I would be a very happy card-carrying member of the National Rifle Association because, I, you know, if I have to protect my family, then I'm a protective. If I can't shoot you, then I will cut you. And if right. that's not it, then, you know, I'll break your windpipe, and then we're going from there. Um, I just I'm got kind another of shocked text. that they went through with the they, – they actually played the game yesterday. Isn't that – that's nuts. No, don't you think that there should have been, like – a, a postponement or something? Well, yes, but I think because the stadium, I don't believe, was a considered a crime scene, they were able to go ahead and do that. Now, as far as the, now here we go with the mental health of the players, his friends, um, you know, that they just didn't feel like playing. They loved them, but, you know, they felt like they had an obligation to, People coming from the Carolinas to watch this game. And you saw, I mean, I saw some of the footage again. People had appropriate signs. They weren't saying, you know, kill the Chiefs or nothing like that. Like, we're with you. Sorry for your loss. You know, let's play football, stuff like that. But that was very traumatic. Um, yeah. You know, a similar thing when we talk about, um, we talk about the, the Broadway stuff. You know, back when I was doing How to Succeed in Business, was that really trying with Daniel Radcliffe? Uh-huh. Do you remember that? There was a gentleman uh-huh. that passed away suddenly at the theater there, and they kept thinking they were going to put on the show, put on the show, put on the show, and it became very evident to people that they could not put on the show because it was the same day. <coughs> we, had just, yeah. we had just finished a matinee, and then we were going to do the evening show, and that did not take place. Um, right. Which was everyone was thankful for that because it was just a lot. I think with this situation, uh, there's everything that's different about this situation. But with right. the football league, you know, it's, it's that different. machismo and okay, men. Geez, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on pause for a second. I think we have our guest. Uh, I think we have her too because I just got the three dots. <laughs> Please welcome to Blazing Rye hip hop artist Young D. <laughs> Okay, change Hello. Okay. How are Hello. you? Hey, that intro was mad dope. <laughs> <laughs> I like the and stuff. I'm like, I'm listening. Like, I think I hear them, but I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, uh, you were confused. We don't know well, on. I'm confused too. Are you the younger sibling of older A? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, young D, what? Go. What do you think? What? What soup will be the topic of your next big hit, do you think? OMG. I don't think I'm doing no more uh, soup song. No more soup? You sure? Do you? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I don't You're know. You're not sure. Do you always have a soda on the side of your chicken noodle soup, and if so, which one? <laughs> Ginger ale. Only when I was sick. There you go. Ginger ale. Only when you were sick. Okay, that's yeah. perfect. Um, I actually had chicken noodle soup with, a diet cherry seven up on the side tonight and it didn't feel right. Who do you think who do you think makes the best chicken noodle soup? Um, Campbell's. 
<laughs> and have you ever had a nice butternut squash soup? No. No. I don't like okay. I don't like soup that much. I don't like soup. <laughs> so you, speaking of, you must have had to perform that song a bazillion times. So do you ever get sick of it? A bazillion and one. A bazillion um, and one. No. No, not really, because the reaction that the crowd gives every time is if it if I just made it, so I don't get tired of it. So it's like the crowd kind of fuels your energy on it? Yeah, they still act like it's brand new, so it's like... And are, you, are, are you sad that Twinkies are going out of business? <laughs> no, I don't like Twinkies. Ryan, don't say nothing to that. Okay, I won't, but let's, uh, Tamika, I think we have another caller on the line uh, who wants to talk to Young D. Let me just see who this is. 323, what's your name? Where are you checking in from? Uh, this is Michael from Los Angeles. I'm the singer of Socionic. Hey, Michael, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Did we have an interview scheduled for tonight? Yes, I believe so. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um <laughs> Here we go. Oh, Jesus. So psionic. Uh This would not be. Okay. You know, hang tight, Michael. Uh, stay on the line. Let me just verify this. Uh, all right. Young B. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, let's, let's see. Um, Young B, who do you think is really killing it in the game right now? Well, female or male? Or overall? I'm sorry, who? I said female or male or just in general overall. Well, well, my my first question is in general, and then my second one is is fe- uh, female. All right. Well, in general, I would say um, Maybach music and like the whole venture with they the got Ray Rouse. Like with Bad Boy mm-hmm. and Coke Boy, and um, female, I would definitely say Nicki Minaj. Yes, yes Minaj. Okay. Uh, you know what? Yes. Let's let's figure this out real quick. Uh, let me see here. Okay. Uh, Michael from Socionic, hey. Yes. Hey, okay. Okay. So we had our our interview actually was delayed uh, in a half hour. Would you be able to call the, in the next slot, or do you want to reschedule? Um. Yeah. No, I can call in the next slot. It's totally fine. Okay. So if you could just call at um uh nine ten p.m. That would be perfect. Cool. We'll uh, do nine nine ten Eastern time. Right. Got it. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We'll do. All right. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Sorry about that, ladies. That's no problem. Um, okay. So if you if you could be featured on anyone's song, uh, whose whose would it be? Right now, um, I was want to feature on a Beyonce song. <laughs> on a Beyonce song. So you yeah, rather than any album. rather than any rapper, yeah, you want to be on on a Beyonce song. Mhm. I will be the rapper on the song. Right. <laughs> Tamika, whose song should you be on? Oh, so I, you know what? If Power Station still existed, I would be on their song because I've seen some of the videos that Young B has done, and I can't mm-hmm. even, I would be one of the, you know, the bystanders just watching, one of the observers, because I can't dance like that anymore. I think I would hurt something. Right. No. No. Um, Some Like It Hot would probably be my song for Power Station. Some Like It Hot. Uh, mm-hmm. What about you, Young D? If you could feature anyone else on one of your songs, who would it be? 
um, Missy Elliott. Really? Yeah, yeah, I love so, her. Is Missy a big influence on you? Yeah, definitely. She's definitely one of the, the biggest influences on me. Mm-hmm. Growing and up, especially, you, I always wanted to be like in one of her videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you get? Did, did you ever get to meet her during the no. little soup? No. Mm-mm. No. Um, no. At one point, speaking of female rappers, you had put out a couple songs against Little Mama. What was, what right. was all that between you two? Uh, I'm a do me and say my name. What was that about? Well, she um, had threw a, a shot at me in a song. And my the people I was working with, like, convinced me to make a song. I'm usually like how Drake said, this me and you never hear a reply for it. But they thought it would be, like, good controversy, like, media and stuff. So we did songs back about her. And that's so you were kind of told to do it for publicity because it would be good, good Yeah, media. I mean, that's what, they, that's what they wanted me to do at the time. I was, like, 17, so I was listening to a lot of things that people that I worked with was telling me instead of, like, really right. being able to do my own thing. So mm-hmm. they just thought it would be a good look for like some controversy, but it wasn't no, it wasn't a big deal. I, I really just, she had made a song and said my name in it or something, and it, it did kind of aggravate me because of the situation I was in. So I mm-hmm. was just like, whatever, I'll make the song. Right. Um. Okay. So she did kind of irritate you. So if they're telling you to go ahead and do it, you may as well just do it. Uh, what yeah. was the outcome of it in, in the end? <laughs> I mean, I mean, she kind of killed herself, so I didn't really, I didn't really like the song. It it was, it was all in the media and stuff. Like people still ask me about it now, but I don't even. She's not even a topic to me. Like I don't even pay any mind because, like I said, she killed herself already. Mhm. And by that, you don't mean literally, right? She didn't commit suicide. No, I mean like I like blackboard, like industry wise, like from being on stage with Jay Z, like that's just like the worst thing ever. I'm sorry, when she did what? Um, when she walked on stage with Jay Z. Oh right, with um Alicia Keys and Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> Why did she do that? I have no idea. You're gonna have to <laughs> interview her, ask her that question. Nah, ain't nobody got time for that. So speaking <laughs> of hip hop beats. Uh, do you have you battled? Did you ever uh, in your earlier career? Did you do a lot of freestyle battling? No, my no. career okay. started when when Chicken Noodle Soup came out, and that was when I first started doing music. I didn't really do anything before that. So you kind of got to bypass that. That that would just yeah. be scary to me. That whole freestyle. Yeah. Thing. yeah, freestyling is definitely scary. I go watch the battles all the time, though. They have them at um, what's the hall? Uh-huh. With like all the underground rappers, and yeah, it's definitely scary. Who's your favorite freestyle battler? Um, Cassidy. Cassidy. Well, he's mainstream now, but he still does freestyle battling. But like underground, it will have, it will be a Mook murder Mook. What he's happened? From, with, um, didn't yeah. Cassidy went to jail for murder? Didn't he? But he's out now. I guess I don't even I don't even know. I, I think so. But he's out. I'm not sure now. about that. Yeah, he's out of jail, yeah. though. If he was in jail, he's out of jail. Gotcha. Um, that was a Western Hall. Yes. Okay. Yeah. T- Tamika, did, do you 
would you say it's better to be in jail or at Webster Hall? Oh, come on. Give me a break. Well, you know what? Hey, I don't know. I mean, never been in jail, God willing. You know, knock on wood for that one. Webster Hall is a unique place where you can get a whole lot of uh, new talent and young talent that, you know, really hasn't, uh, they've developed a crowd that will come and see them. So, um, Young Young B, when I found out about you, was through a mutual friend of ours here in Harlem. And I was okay. like, oh, my God, yes. Let, yes. And then when I started listening to the videos, and then the thing is, I mentioned you to my nephew, who's a a freshman down at Morehouse College. And I was like, right. you know who Young B is? He's like, of course. At first he was like, no, I don't know who that is. And I was like, okay, right. but so then I described describing you. He's like, Tamika, right. I know who that is. Oh, my God. And then so you've got <laughs> Atlanta – uh, the, more, the men of Morehouse listening to you right now at some point. Oh, that's so, dope. <laughs> yeah, because, but it was just funny because I was like, yes, that sounds familiar. But then living up here in Harlem and seeing all the different video locations that you've shot at, I mean, right. it's right, around, right across the street, right. right around the corner. Some of the folks I think I recognize in the video, so I was like, oh, okay. I'll see them at the fish <laughs> spot by Friday. Right. You know, <laughs> So, um, Young B, I, I heard that you're linking up with the French Montana's Coke Boy mob. What's, what's this Coke mob? You're not involving yourself with the wrong crowd, are you? No. Um, the Coke Boys, I mean, Coke, they they got to stand up for creation of kings everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I'm basically, he's just helping me with my music right now. Like, he, you know, he's um, big right now. He's just helping me with my project and co-signing it. But, so no, I'm not linking Collaborating, but... Yeah, collaborating and helping him get off the ground. Gotcha. He has uh, and you've opened shows at MSG, Radio City, the Apollo 76ers halftime show. What was number one for you? Um, like, the number one show that I performed had to be the Soul Train Awards when I won for Best Dean oh, in California. Okay. Yeah, it was crazy. Because that was the first time I ever went to California. So. Really? That was dope. Now, I'm curious. Hey, I have what? to ask this. I have to intercede mm-hmm. real, real quick. Being from California, uh, what did you think of Southern California, as a, you know, as opposed to New York? Well, I, I'm, <laughs> I heard the song, It Never Rains in Southern California. I mean, I like it. I, li- I like anywhere where the weather is hot. I ha- I don't like New York weather. I always I'm going to Miami in a few days. I'm I like love getting out of here when it's cold. Mm. And okay. even when it's hot, because it's not nice hot like with breeze or open air. It's just like muggy hot, like right. So yeah, well yeah. You standing go. At a, standing down at the 125th Street station on the ground and it's hot. It's just brutal. So there's no mm-hmm. breeze until the subway comes mm-hmm. through, and that's it. Right. <laughs> so when it gets cold, you just you go hibernate. You go to Miami. Yeah, I'm hibernating now until I leave for Miami or wherever I LA. <laughs> I always go somewhere where it's warm. I pray for book shows where it's warm. Well, it's pretty warm today and tomorrow in in New York because of that global whole warming. global warming thing. Mhm. That's crazy. Yeah. It like really was hot. Yeah. Well, um, we, we so young B, our, our self-made, our self-made YouTube music videos away nowadays. You think for young rappers trying to make it, is it a way for them, a good way for them to make name a name for themselves? What by doing YouTube? 
Yeah, by doing a well, self-made music video. Well, now it's not the same. Like, when that first ever came out, like, right after Chicken Noodle Soup, probably, like, 2007, 2008, that was the best time to do it. But now since mm-hmm. the labels, uh, like, they got a hold of it, it's not the same because you could buy views and you could buy everything now. So it's not really, like, as genuine as it was when it first started. So it's just so like now people I mean, can actually can, sell YouTube views. Yeah, yeah, now you could just buy it. Like if it's like I could get, I could show that I got a million views, but that doesn't mean you really got a million views. Or you could just oh, buy like your slots on the blogs and stuff. So, I mean, mm. visual is the most important thing right now, though. Like having a video and having it on all the blogs, that's the most important thing. But as of YouTube, that's just one of the um, sites that's important. But mm-hmm. you need like all the blogs now. So it's uh, all about the blogs now. And does it ever yeah. get tiring? Do you think you ever get, get just worn down to have to have a clean version and a dirty version of every song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, clean, dirty. Do you have to I go back and re-record it? Yeah, I, I mean, no. They just blank the... Uh, right. The curses out, and if it, if it hits, like, to be a big single, then you probably re-record it. And I just try to make mm-hmm. the music as clean as possible. Like, I try to say the least amount of curses. So I won't even have to do that. Right. Fortunately, so I can, can I make be... good music without a lot of curses. Um, well, I don't know. Then is it really that good if there's no cursing? Mm-hmm. Speaking of... I like... That's what I'll be saying. But they like, you too pretty to be cursing. I'm like... Sometimes <laughs> it adds a little... Uh, it adds the oomph to it. Now that I'm old enough to do it, it was killing me that I couldn't say a curse. I'm like, come on. Yeah. You got to curse every now and then. Um... <laughs> Uh, Young D, can I be the hype man at your next concert? <laughs> <laughs> yo, he is too silly, yo. <laughs> I'll take that as a no. Um, but do you have any tour dates coming up? Um, right now we're working on putting a tour together, but I'm just doing, like, different shows on the East and West Coast. We got a, a show coming up with the Coke Boys dress, like, the 27th for this month. I know I'm doing mm-hmm. some shows in Miami when I get there, and then... um. The top of the year, it's a whole bunch of stuff going on. One with French Montana, the the sixth, I think. I don't know. It's a whole bunch, but we put in the website together, um, theyloveyoung.com, so that everybody could just stay posted and know what's going on. Uh, what's that website again? They Love Young. Everything is They Love Young. T H E Y L O V E Y O U N G. That's my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, and that'll be the website. Keep it consistent. I like it. Most importantly, yeah. uh, Young B, which is the best Twilight movie? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like all of them. He he asked the most rent. Okay. And uh, let me ask you something, though. When you write a song, do right. you do it, is it handwritten or typed? Does, does one help your process better than the other? Um... It takes too long to hear right nowadays. I, I I like to type it in my iPhone in my notes. Okay, and then that way you can always go back and change stuff, right? Whereas right. if it's writing, yeah, exactly. Instead of wasting paper, go green. Yeah. <laughs> go green. <laughs> uh, Young B, Tamika, we're gonna play a game we always play on the show. It's called Hot or Hot Mess. 
where I give you guys a list of things. You tell me if they're hot or a hot mess. Are you ready? Get ready, girl. Here we go. I'm ready. Yeah, here we go. All right, let's open it up. Oh, I'm a mess. Oh, my God. You. Oh, love the mess. Love the mess. Love the mess. Please love the mess. Love the mess. Love the mess. First up, I'm hot or hot mess. Justin Bieber, hot or hot mess? Young D, Justin Bieber. <laughs> and Kamika? <laughs> Justin Bieber's hot. He's the 100 child, the top 100 child star. Tamika, hot or hot mess? I think she is doing well. Uh-huh. I'm talking about Justin. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, she's doing all right, but I still say hot mess. Why? Uh, Why? Oh, no. oh, you know what? No, you know what? I, I, you know what? I renege. I can use that word today. I renege. Mm-hmm. I think he's hot. <laughs> I renege. No, because he's going to be on the Victoria's Secrets thing tomorrow, and oh, you know, okay. he, he worked it out. So let's see. Let's go. All right. Um, how about Taylor Swift? Hot or hot mess? Young? What? What did you say? Taylor Swift. Oh, Taylor Swift. Hot. She's hot. I like hot, Taylor Tamika. Swift. Don't do a Kanye. Um, no, <laughs> no Kanye. Um, okay, you know what? Yeah. In the interest of keeping the peace, hot. Whatever. Hot. Okay. How about Nicki Minaj? Hot or hot mess? Young D? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I hit my head on the table. She's in between to me. Can I get an in between? You could get a hot, hot mess. All right, I'll take a hot, hot mess. I'll take an in-between. <laughs> you, hit, you hit your head on the table, though? Yeah, just thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Nikki, but whoever's uh-huh. dressing her up, got to stop, like, for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Tamika, Nicki Minaj, hot or hot mess? You know what? I'm going to say Nicki Minaj is hot. Because she can give, well, this is radio, different radio we can say. She can give a fuck. She's going to do her stuff and still come on top. You know what I mean? I can curse. You can curse on here, Young D. You can do it. Okay. Uh, Young D is um, Little Mama, hot or hot mess? Definitely hot mess. Hot mess. Tamika? Who? Little Mama? Wow, hot mess, dude. That's, um, yeah. Okay. Next up on Hot or Hot Mess, paper towels. Young B, are paper towels hot or hot mess? (laughs) What's the brand of paper towel? Uh, Let's say Bounty. Hot. Bounty really works. What about Brawny? Probably a hot mess. I don't know, but Bounty (laughs) really works. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tamika, paper towels, hot or hot mess? I'm, tra- I'm trying to figure this out. Now, Bounty does not have the man in the checkered shirt. That's Brawny, correct? That's Brawny, yeah. And she called that a hot mess, correct? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to have to concur. Okay. Hot mess. You think it's hot? Okay. <laughs> oh, hot mess, hot mess. Hot mess. Hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> what about... This guy. Is this guy hot or a hot man? Young D. Who is that? Let's try it Who is that? Who is that? Jason Derulo. I don't know him. 
Me neither. You don't know him. You don't. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. This <laughs> this is uh, Bismarck T beatboxing on our radio program. Is this hot or hot mess? Hey, that's definitely hot. There we go. Oh. All right. Hey. I wish I could get that acapella. I would rhyme over that. See? <laughs> that's, what nice. we're, that's what we're trying to do. Okay. So that's hot. And Tamika, hot or hot mess? Hot. Hot. Nice. Um, okay. So that concludes hot or hot mess. I want to uh, break our listeners Ooh, off with another one of your songs. I made it through uh, But first, uh, Tamika, did you, I hear you, you're chomping at the bit to ask some questions over there. Is that true? Well, the thing is, too, as a young artist for Young B, and I know you mentioned that Queen Latifah and a few other people, uh, hip-hop artists, are your inspirations to some extent. Are there any other so- uh, R&B artists your, you know, inspiration, like maybe Sarah Vaughn or even as recent as, you know, Jill Scott or Angie Stone? Have you listened to any I, of them at all? I like so many R&B artists. We would be going on and on and on and on. Like, I like R&B more than rap. I, I'm going to keep it... um. Real with okay. I love R&B. Okay. Like we, I'll be sitting here like John Legend. I like, I like all genres of music. So hip hop okay. is just my least favorite. <laughs> That's is crazy, there, but it is. Is there any particular artist? Uh, I know Ryan asked you this before, but as far as the female artists, because you know Queen Latifah also goes as Dana Owens. Have you right. heard any of her songs or anything that oh, you think Dana. you could possibly put? any sort of, you know, soft rhyme to because, I mean, the thing is, I understand seeing how pretty you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. fellas don't want to see us cussing because I'm pretty too. They don't like to hear I would, that. I but would do uh, you and I T.Y. over like an up-to-date version. Oh, like, that like, would be hot. Of, a, of, a, of her version back in the day, but make it like a twist of 2013. Okay. But, yeah, I like I like a lot of female artists. I definitely, I would, I would went in my work with Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott, Nicki Minaj, like, I I love the unity thing, like, the whole female thing. It needs to be more of that, but, yeah, right. I like, um... And you mentioned you have not had a chance to contact Dana Owens or Queen Latifah yet, correct? No. no. All right. All right, we'll, we'll see what we can make happen. Not tonight, okay. but... <laughs> I know that would have been funny if I had her call. One of these you. days. That's crazy because my dad calls her Dana. He knows her. Yeah. Um, I've I've met her a few times too, out in LA and then out here as well, but I don't have her number yet. Okay. <laughs> we gonna get her for you. Uh, besides <laughs> your tour, um, educational wise, are you going to college? Have you graduated from college or anything? Or are you just focused on music? I mean, I I graduated high school and I took some college classes, but I'm just focusing mm-hmm. on music right now because like. I had an opportunity that, like, comes once in a lifetime, so I just want to see as far as I can get with it first and then continue with school. Okay. What uh, course are you definitely going to? Just out of I was doing communications in business. But my mom, she's going for a double major. She's in school right now, 45. Oh, no. Nice. Well, we'll have to stay in contact after this because my degree is in communications and so is my graduate degree. Okay. So we'll... uh, We'll stay in contact after this. Okay. And it's good to hear that your mother is also doing that, too. <laughs> yeah. Brian, what's good? You coughing up a lung over there? Right. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry about this coughing. I got, 
whatever's going around New York City, I got it, and it is no good. That's why I had that chicken noodle soup. Hmm? You're funny. (laughs) Um, Well, that's why he kept saying chicken noodle soup, because he's sick. And, okay. You said that you're really into R&B. What do you think about my my boy R. Kelly? Mm, I mean... He does make good music, but you know the title that he has on him. So I don't really get into the R. Kelly topic. The title that he has on him? Yeah, like Child Molester. Mm. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Uh-huh. Not that. No, it's not funny. I see. I see. No, it's not no. funny. <laughs> not funny at all. I was just shocked that you just up and came out with it like that. Because most people are in the music industry skirt around it. Like when he was on The View, uh, what, I'm last indie. week? You're indie. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Um, I've still never heard a better album than TP2.com, though. Nah, I like I like R. Kelly's music. That's what's so crazy. My dad always listened to his music when I was growing up. I, I might know, like, all of his songs, but... Like I said, that title. Um... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that, that's, all, that's all that needs to be said. <laughs> yeah, right. that's all that needs to be said. Okay, so let's let's play uh, one of your songs before we go. Um, okay. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit, bit about Overdose? Overdose. Yeah, that's one of my new singles, Overdose. I, I named it Overdose because it was really pink cocaine. But I don't think you can say cocaine on the radio. So, yeah. That's you just keep um, saying it now. Well, you said I could curse on this radio station. Yeah, so it's internet like, radio, so I guess that would be equivalent, equivalent for a curse, cocaine. <laughs> um, it's um definitely, it's not about coke. It's not about drugs. It's about, like, the female essence, like what the guys are addicted to about female. So mm-hmm. if you listen to the words, you'll understand what I mean. All right, let's break them off with a little little dose of cocaine, I mean overdose, and we'll be right back with Young (laughs) D.
never ever heard of this Nah, I love it. I love it. Tamika, she thinks it's a hot mess, but I love it. (laughs) Still a hot mess. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. Um, Okay, so you think you got something going on on December 27th? Yeah, December 27th is an upcoming show, but, I mean, I'm always on my Twitter posting up what's going on. We never know. Things just pop up. My schedule is definitely full the whole December. We love young. Is that they it? They love young. They love young. So check her out on Twitter, they love young, website they love young dot com. Young D, I really appreciate you coming by. Thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. Okay. Anytime. Thank you so much, Young B. Hey, if you uh, see me around here, I'll be around Harlem here for another week or so. But okay. I'll be with uh someone that you and I both know. Geo. Okay. So, you know. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Take care. Good night. Uh, good night. Uh all right, that was Young B. Uh, Tamika, how how are you doing over there? Good. Taking Good. notes. I was um, writing down the website. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I mean, apparently this this illness really just got me because apparently we have another guest coming up, and uh, let me find out that well, yup, that is true. All right, let's go. All right, um, they're actually not on the line just yet. So what time is it? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play that, uh, the last Young D song, Airplane, Airplane Fly, and we'll be right okay. back with Mike from, from Socionic. So hang tight, Tamika. We'll be right back. Socionic. Okay. Got it. Diggity. I am not new to this shit. 
Yeah, well, you know, for this release, it was a big focus. And as part of it, this is like our first official release, so there hasn't been a lot of press. So um, when we when we made that DPK, it was kind of a lot of like fan response. But yeah, it's, it's referring to a, a YouTube video, which was kind of like almost like a trailer for the album, but we like to think of it as like an introduction to the band and the album and, and just kind of that world that we're, we're kind of into. So, Sure. Uh, Tanika, I know you're chomping at the bit to ask a question about uh, Alice in Chains over here. Well, what is your the inspiration you put down is Alice in Chains? One of the favorite songs that actually grabbed me into Alice in Chains was Here Comes the Rooster. What was yours? Um, I would say Wood would be my yes. favorite. Oh, um, my God. Wood is so good. Okay. Okay. Hey, yeah, you did, but... Uh, you did. <laughs> that whole Dirt album... And that's kind of how, yeah. personally, that's how I fell in love with, like, music and rock and roll music. So uh, that whole album, Up and Down, is just starkly beautiful. That's a good way to put Up and Down because you got Wood, I think Rooster, then you got Man in the Box, which was the pop hit to some extent, right? Or am I yeah, that was on the first one. The albums, basically. On the first one. Yeah, that was a different Okay, Wood is very good. I remember, yeah, that. Okay, good, man. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. And Lane Staley is just incredible. He was incredible. Like his voice. Yes, he was incredible. <laughs> well, hey, but the rest of them are still around. They're still doing music, so it's okay. Yeah, and I love that. Now, Mike, tell me about uh, this this new album. Um, it's it's said to be a calculated release of passion and power, blended with the diversity and detail of a crafted symphony. Far better worded than the, those opening quotes I read before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what is the concept behind this this album? Tell me a little bit about recording it. What was the process like? Um, I, I don't I don't know if it's per se a concept. It was like the songs kind of came about um, organically, and the visuals uh, came from the songs. So that that was kind of the concept around that. Because we have as far as the release um, and the physical CD album, there's a a booklet that has like an imagery for each song that kind of re- represents like the visual idea behind, you know, the, the meaning of the song, like, lyrically and sonically, if you will. Um, but, yeah, this this album and kind of the project in general kind of started as, like, a side project, um, studio-type project. So it actually took, you know, a couple of years to, like, formulate that album, like, from a demo process. Uh, but so it was a little bit piecemeal, and it just kind of all came together. And then, you know, the last, you know, the last six or eight months were the visual stuff. So it was kind of all of it coming together is just, you know, a five-song album. But, you know, like I said, it's kind of an introduction to what the band's all about. And, and you know, it's kind of a broad representation with the visuals and all these ideas. So it's kind of all centralized in this album. And what is the album called? It's called Identity. Identity. Which, um, and how, what, what is the composition of your, your band? It's, it's you and who else? It's me... Um, guitarist, bassist, and a drummer, uh, Dave Krogel, Brian Marshak, and Matthew Dennis. Gotcha. So, so it's a bones. pretty bare-bones operation? Yeah. Um, and it, well, and we, we just got done working with an awesome artist that did all that visual art. His name is Val. Mm-hmm. He's actually located in, in Poland. So, like, the different parts of the, mm-hmm. the project okay. as a whole vary, but the musical entity is, is the four of us, and... Uh, I'm starting to work with the video guy too to kind of 
we have an idea to make uh, actual kind of uh, vision videos, we're going to call them, like taking that 2D artwork and kind of bringing it to life. We want to do that for each of the songs, too. It's kind of something different, you know? Mm-hmm. I read that your music is not only uh, deep and dark, but sometimes difficult. Is that something that you intentionally want it to be? Does anybody want to go into making music wanting it to be difficult for people to, to listen to? Yeah, I don't know that it's uh, difficult in the sense that it's so, you know, like the, to um, absorb it or, you know, it, it's difficult. Like it, it's meant to be, uh, it's meant to be a response. You know, you can kind of feel it, but like, I guess the, the material and, and it also de- describes the process that we kind of come to making it, right? You know, it's, it's that like going through your head and emotion and kind of revisiting and, and turning that into songs and like having it mean something to you, you know, that process is a little bit difficult, but it, the, the result is rewarding and, and, you know, kind of brings you to a new place. And we hope that people that listen to it and really go into it and read the lyrics and kind of analyze the songs that through, you know, a little bit extra work and challenge that it'll be more rewarding in that sense as well. I see. Um, and I, there's this quote here saying, uh, achieving an elusive form of polar dichotomy, the sound seamlessly flows from brutal to beautiful, Landing its genre bending classification somewhere between alternative metal and rock. Uh, what does that What does that mean? That kind of stems from the idea that um, you know it, it's almost like analysis versus just emotional response. You know, I feel like the music of this band, it, 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 and it, you know, it's, it's analytical and, and it's like it's seeking. You know, it's like seeking answers and like figuring out yourself. At the same time, it's emotional. You know, it's just some of the music or the songs are kind of aggressive. So that's a very emotional, raw, natural, you know, animalistic response. So that's kind of the brutal side, but it, it's very compassionate and and kind of you know layered and understanding and intellectual in a way as well, which is a little more of the beautiful side. You know. Sure. Wow, that sounds beautiful. Good grief. All right. That sounds beautiful. Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, and where are you guys based out of? Uh, Los Angeles. Ugh. Don't you just hate it? Hey. <laughs> At times. Don't say it like that. What part of Los Angeles? <laughs> um, um, I live in Hollywood. We're kind of centered in Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, to comment on Los Angeles as well, I just got a new... I just got another car. My other one, like, broke down. So I was riding the bus for a while. And uh, mm. it's definitely a difficult city for public transportation. It so. is. But uh, the reason I'm asking, are you in the Los Feliz area or Eagle Rock, or are you just straight up in Hollywood? Like, um, like in Coenga. Yeah, uh, like Fountain and um, Fountain and, uh, Buck Palmas or near Highland. Is oh, okay. Yeah, you were straight up in Hollywood. Okay. All right, what uh, particular venues do you – I used to live there, so that's why I'm asking. That's why I know the street oh, names. Cool. Uh, what particular venues have you played recently there? Um, we just got done doing a little, um, a little like, mini West Coast tour. It's kind of like a celebration of the release of this album. We we actually played, like, a, just a private showcase at Uncle Studios up in Van Nuys. Um, but mm-hmm. earlier in the year when we were gigging more uh, – before we started kind of holding up to finish all the album stuff, we you know we played the Viper Room a bunch of times and uh, the Whiskey, Viper. kind of all of those sunset ones. Um, El Rey. 
Um, but yeah, it, Viper Room is always kind of our favorite because it's a it's more intimate the, place. Yes, the Viper Room is very intimate, and that will get the crowd that still likes your music, or I should say, still li- should still like the Allison Chains music, and is getting to yeah. know your music as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially exactly. in that location of Holly, we'll call it Hollywood for you, but I'll call it Holly Weird for me. <laughs> it, it, it was very weird when I lived that. out there. Well, but it it, it is, you know, because you got the, uh, what is it, House of Blues right over across the street and all that other craziness taking place. But it's a nice location. And it's a good, Viper Room has always been a good venue. Uh, what, yeah. have you looked at any crowds out in the Silver Lake or Los Feliz or Echo Park area? Any particular clubs out there? Um, I personally like, going to see shows at um, the Satellite, which used to be Spaceland. Um, I actually mm-hmm. love the Echo, but they don't yeah, seem... Okay. It, it's way more indie scene in that area. They don't seem to book, you mm-hmm. know, like harder or you know, harder rock-type bands. Uh, I, would lo- yeah. I, I would love to play the Echo because I'm originally from Detroit area, and it reminds mm-hmm. me of a lot of club scene there. It's kind of dark and industrial. So. Yeah, so but you guys have played shows there coming up? Um... We don't have anything on the books as of yet, but we're trying to maybe plan another little trip out east. Um, this time we went west, so that's that's in the works right now. But won't be gotcha. the holidays. And <laughs> I just want to ask, what, what this the, the band name Socionic? What does that mean, and where did it come from? Um, it's it's very very loosely based on kind of uh, I think it's kind of a Russian form of uh, psych- psychological identification, kind of like Myers-Briggs, like classification of personality type, type things. It's loosely based on that because I'm really into psychology and, and just the whole idea of analyzing, like, yourself and, and people and emotions and interactions is really fascinating. Um, but I also thought it kind of, you know, sounds cool. It's like the, the ick, like, suffix of it is almost like an affliction, but at the same time it's, you know, it's not like Cannibal Corpse or something, you know. It's a little bit more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not, like, offensive, but it has a little edge to it. It's not like you caught it on uh, down on uh, Virgil's, you know. Yeah. Like that down at, you know, at the Gower. Like the Gower exactly, Gulch. Exactly. All right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just go on and get the chicken at that place. What is it? Oh, oh. What, yeah. Please tell me the name um, of the chicken place. Always comes back to the chicken. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> Roscoe's? Thank you. Oh, the chicken and I waffles. The I ate there once. Oh, was sick for days. Tamika, you been there? I used to go there all the time, but I would get the red beans and rice, oddly enough. I love I, I love Roscoe's chicken and waffles. That's yeah, such nah, I made me feel a certain way. Oh, uh-oh. No, no, no. So why don't you go ahead, Mike, and set up... Uh, Tell us a little bit, a bit about your song Epiphany, and we'll play it. Okay, cool. Um, that's like I guess you'd say the lead single off the album, and uh, I'd say it's the one that epitomizes the the, the band the most uh, sonically and uh, you know lyrically. So awesome. Epiphany epitomizes the band. Very nice use of uh, accents there. Here we go. We'll play <laughs> Epiphany, and we'll be right back with Mike. From Sosian. Me and I stand 
Yeah. Uh, Tamika had nice. a little whistle in the background there. That was nice, because I was just like, wow, I wish it was just sorry raining just listening to that, but I don't need it to because it was just beautiful. And I understand the existentialist, uh, you know, accompaniment with their music. That's nice. Thank you. That's nice. Michael, you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you much. That's neat. Um, So you guys are at Socionicband.com The new album Identity is out on Amazon iTunes And uh, you get a deluxe digital download If you go to Socionic.SkinShop.com I'm assuming your Twitter handle Is Socionic as well? Yep, that's right Okay, great And now that uh, Tamika has forced your exact address Out of you uh, I'm sure you'll have a bunch of streaming fans (laughs) I did not do that I did not I do that. Fountain and Highlander. But the thing is, you know what? In that particular area, since I used to live out there, the Silver Lake Echo Park, as they call it, Echo Park, and then the Silver Lake area, and then all around that Virgil and Gower area, folks are looking for bands that they can go to see in, you know, a nice intimate setting or what have you, or, you know, they'll travel up to Sunset and go to the Viper Room. But there's also another room, um, I think it's called Smalls, and I think it's down on Melrose if it still exists. But that's another very nice club, it used to be a nice club, where you could actually perform and get the crowd that you're looking for, you know? Yeah, you know, I think I've, I've heard of that. We haven't played at Smalls, but I think it does still exist. And, and we're, always, you know, we're always looking for new places to, to play that, that fit well, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Totally. But besides that, uh, you and I will meet at Roscoe's. Don't tell nobody. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) I'm I'm totally in. (laughs) Awesome. All right, Mike. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Have a great night. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep. Uh, Roscoe's. (laughs) We'll be there. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, That was Michael from Socionic. Uh, Okay, Tamika. Well, um, I have one question for you. I'm not sorry. What? Sorry about what? I said I'm not sorry. So what? What? I, my question is: Sex in the City <laughs> or the Golden Girls? Oh, Sex in the City. I mean, Sex. In the City. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Thank you for being. Chop off her hair 
and just leave it for your mother to find, and then she'll wonder what is wrong with you. And then she'll realize why sometimes you're on radio and other things of entertainment. Whatever. <laughs> Brilliantly put. Good night, everybody. Bye.